Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Memoirs of a Sex Slave, The Confessions of a Submissive Woman, written by Billy Rosie. Electra's memories are kinkier than most people's. In many respects, this literate erotic tale is reminiscent of Story of O in terms of the era and the secret kinky society Electra was a part of in her younger years. The story unfolds via the former ultimate submissive's sweet memories and flashbacks of shocking depravity, told in a matter-of-fact manner by a genteel Englishwoman as she enjoys her autumn years, cared for in an exclusive retirement home. Very original and entertaining with an unexpected heartwarming finale. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Memoirs of a Sex Slave. Chapter One It was a bright spring morning. Electra sat at the French windows in her easy chair overlooking the gardens. Everything was leaping into life. Late daffodils and narcissus tossed their heads in the warm, gentle breeze. The purple lilacs were just coming into bloom. The garden was lovely. Green lawns with wide borders. Later in the year would they be filled with tumbling flowers. She loved the colours, loved the names. Foxgloves, purple, white and pale pink. Cosmos, gorgeous yellow, even chocolate brown. And forget-me-nots, that beautiful blue. Electra smiled and sighed. It didn't worry her that she was approaching the end of her life. It had been a good life and in her later years she was being looked after by kind people in this lovely home. Raven's House, it was called, a pleasant name with its image of that ancient breed of bird. She'd been lucky in her life, she thought. She took a sip of the strong black coffee that she loved, always wrinkling her nose at the bitter taste. These days she sweetened it with chunky lumps of rough sugar that the people at the home bought especially for her. Yes, she'd always been cared for. Even though she'd been an orphan, the good, kind parents who'd adopted her had given her the best that they could afford. When they had both been killed in a car crash, she had gone into a children's home, and even there the people had been kind. She'd been alone, without family yet she'd never been lonely. She'd worked hard at school and had good qualifications. She'd had wise, gentle teachers, and later, a sweet man. He'd been far-sighted enough to know that Electra wouldn't always be young, beautiful, and desirable. He'd left her some money in his will. A legacy. He wanted her future to be secure when she was left alone. Electra smiled at the girl preparing the breakfast table. A pretty little thing, with her chocolate brown hair, cut fashionably in a short, swinging bob, but her beauty was wasted in a place like this. Electra would have liked to have told her the tales of her own life, the opportunities that were there for the young and beautiful, but no one would have believed Electra's stories. Oh, they knew that once she had been beautiful. Like a film star, they'd said, when she'd shown them her photographs. Indeed, 
with her high cheekbones, her retrousse nose, and her long, straight, vibrant red hair. She had spent some time working as a fashion model for the House of Dior. But all that had been before Mark and the strange life he'd introduced her to. But all the staff at the home saw now was an old lady, pleasant enough, and one who took care of herself, an elegant lady, insisting on having her shining grey hair done twice a week, and who never left her room without her makeup carefully applied. The legacy, her inheritance, had left her with enough money to live her life in luxury. Her master had been forty-five when he had died. She had been just forty. She hadn't expected anything. She didn't want anything. She recalled her visit to the lawyer's office. She was now a wealthy woman, the lawyer told her. She had inherited a small fortune. She had wondered if the lawyer knew anything about her relationship with her master. Her real relationship. Possibly, she thought. Probably. The cold man who sat on the other side of the desk may well have seen the portfolio of pornographic photographs of her that her master had compiled. She didn't care. All that she cared about was lost. Gone. Her beloved master was dead. She couldn't mourn him properly. She couldn't even attend his funeral. She knew that it was out of the question. His family probably didn't even know about her. She doubted they knew she existed. If they did, they would sneer at her, for being a whore. So it was Electra's memories that kept her warm at night. But it had been Mark who had started it all, the course that her life was to run. She'd been around twenty-three when they'd met. Mark had been a few years older, tall, dark, and handsome. A cliché, yes, but it suited Mark exactly. He was a lawyer, very clever and wealthy enough to be able to indulge in some unusual tastes. He'd introduced her to sadomasochistic games quite soon into their relationship. In fact, it was the night after they'd made love for the first time. He'd taken her virginity. She remembered him piercing her, his big, thick cock splitting her in two. He'd hovered, strangely immobile after that first hard thrust, as if he'd not been sure what to do. And the orgasm, she'd had one before, of course, when she'd masturbated, but Mark's penetration made it into something sublime. Her body had arched, golden tingles had rushed through her genitalia, into her anus, up her spine into her limbs, right down into her clenched toes. She had roared out her orgasm triumphantly. She was guttural, animalistic. They'd collapsed, laughing afterwards. He'd asked her if he'd been too rough. Electra had giggled and said that she loved having her cervix bruised. Mark had gazed deep into her eyes and told her that she was beautiful. She'd blushed in the candlelight and giggled again. But why was she still a virgin? She told him it was because she'd been afraid. Afraid of the dark fantasies that she'd had ever since she was a child. Afraid that an introduction to erotica would bring out the carnal, 
shameful desires that visited her in the dark, in her bed, at night. The memories made Electra blush and giggle once again, as she tottered slowly to her exercise class, steadying herself with her walking frame. Electra loved the exercise class. The instructor was a nice young Irishman, Conan. Talk about having kissed the Blarney Stone, he never shut up, and he always singled Electra out as one of his favourites. He flirted with her, a naughty sparkle in his eye. He'd call her his girl, and said he bet she could tell some stories. If only he knew. But it was the music that he played that Electra loved most of all. Sounds of the 1960s, especially the Beatles. Love Me Do, Eleanor Rigby, and Hey Jude. Mark had played that very song the first time he tied her up. She'd been naked on Mark's huge four-poster bed, spread-eagled, eager and open. Her limbs were stretched so far apart that she felt as if she would split in two. He'd tied her wrists and ankles to the four posts with coarse string, which cut into her skin. The fact that she was bound thrilled her, and her womb spasmed, making her moan out loud. Her excited heart was beating fast. So this was what it was like to be dominated, to offer yourself up for the pure pleasure of another, and in doing so, receiving pleasure yourself. Her juices already soaking into the duvet beneath her. Mark had examined her closely, dipping his fingers into her wet crevices. First one finger, then two. She felt deliciously degraded. Mark was fully dressed, just his fly undone, his erection exposed. She thought his cock was beautiful. She wanted to taste it. She'd heard that a lot of women found the male sex organs repulsive. She didn't understand why. She loved Mark's cock. Its little slit at the head, the ridge running around the head, separating the head from the shaft, the way his veins stood out when he was fully aroused, how he loved it when she nuzzled his testicles. She'd suck gently on the delicate skin of his scrotum. So tell me about your dirty fantasies, he ordered as he fingered her. She lifted her pelvis, silently begging for more. He touched her clitoris with his thumb as he worked another finger inside her. She cried out as her orgasm surged. Her restraints were so tight, it was a wonder her spine hadn't snapped. She couldn't speak. She tried to, but her words came out as a snarling roar. Her cunt contracted tightly, gripping his long fingers. Mark pulled his fingers out abruptly, leaving her shockingly empty. Please, she begged. Fuck me. The fact that she was tied and helpless, completely at his mercy, was an incredible turn-on. She wanted his cock pumping inside her, bruising the walls of her cunt. He ignored her plea and commanded again, Tell me about these filthy thoughts. She hadn't wanted to. She remained silent. She'd never put her dark desires into words. They came to her, 
more as a series of images, like in a picture book, only in Electra's picture book. You turned the pages with a horrid fascination. Each picture with Electra as the main attraction, more ghastly than the last. Electra, debauched, depraved, degraded. So she told him, as best as she could. He'd hit her then, hard across the face. Her cheek burned. She tasted the bitter, sulphurous warmth of blood in her mouth. She licked her swollen lip, lapping the sticky fluid. The sensation excited her. Her cunt muscles contracted, releasing a gush of juices from deep in her womb. She wanted him to hit her again. She licked the blood from her cut lip, relishing the taste. Dirty, filthy whore, Mark sneered. Say it. What are you? I'm a... Dirty, filthy slut whore, she said. And I want your cock inside me. He hit her again and again. She needed to learn some manners. She would do his bidding, no matter how disgusting or depraved it made her feel. He didn't untie her, and he didn't fuck her. Instead, he masturbated over her, splattering his spunk on her face and in her hair. He scooped it up with his fingers and fed it to her. She asked him for permission to masturbate. Surely he would allow that. But he forbade her. A master controls his slave's orgasms, and Mark was an expert. He ordered her to stand naked while he walked around her quivering body, taking in every detail. She was tall and slender, she knew that he loved her beautifully rounded buttocks and heavy breasts. He grazed his thumbs over her hard, coral-coloured nipples, making her gasp with arousal. Fuck juices trickled over her inner thigh. It had been a hot night in early summer. The French windows to the balcony were open. The white filmy curtains drifted in the evening breeze. It fanned over Electra's naked body, cooling her, and drying Mark's sticky spunk on her face and breasts. And then Mark had crossed the room to the piano and played Hey Jude, humming the tune along with the piano notes at first, then singing the lyrics softly, not in any particular order, just as they came to him. The sounds magnified as he resounded into the crescendo. The music brought tears to Electra's eyes. Whenever she heard the lovely lyrics... She would always remember the bonds digging into her wrists and ankles. She didn't bother to wonder why she wept. She just accepted it was the beauty of the evening. But perhaps she wept for a sense of loss. She and Mark had opened a dark door into her psyche that night. She wondered if any man would be enough to feed her depravity. Mark had shown that he could control her up to a point but only by resorting to violence. And the violence had turned her on more than anything she'd known before. She was aware that in opening herself up to violence, she would tread a dangerous path. And if she were to step into this strange new life, she had to know how to take care of herself. She needed to know when to stop. Mark took her to his BDSM club. She wore the tokens of her slavery a large, stiff collar cut high at the front, 
forcing her to hold her head up high. Her nipples throbbed painfully. He'd fitted her with nipple clamps, grinning as she groaned as he snapped the cruel, tiny jaws with clinical precision. She felt nauseous with the waves of pain. She had been laced into a red leather corset. It was cut to fit just beneath her full breasts and finished just above her pubic bone. Her rounded bottom was fully displayed. He'd made her shave her pubic mound completely, and he'd pinched her outer labia lips together with a large, spiteful stationary clip. Her arms were fastened behind her, elbow to elbow, forcing her naked breasts, thrusting them forwards. Her long red hair was piled on top of her head, just a few wisps framing her small face. She could barely walk in the killer heel shoes. Mark led her in on a dog lead attached to her collar. He carried a small, black whip. She remembered the excitement, the thrill as they entered the room. She felt dirty and ashamed as male heads had turned to look at her. A fresh piece of meat. Despite her blush of shame, she preened beneath their gaze. Her clitoris started to swell and move beneath the teeth of the stationary clip. She needed to orgasm. In the exercise class, Electra leaned on a walking frame, letting it take her weight. It supported her while she stood on tiptoe as high as she could manage. These days, she sometimes felt a little dizzy. The walking frame helped her keep her balance. Slowly she lowered herself, then relaxed. Her feet flat on the floor, she rose again. She felt young again this morning. There was a tingling of familiar heat in her lower belly. Conan smiled at her and winked. She remembered gazing around the S&M club as far as her restraining collar would allow. A woman of about Electra's age was bent over some sort of stand. She was naked and her hands and feet were tied, a foot at each corner, her wrists mirroring the pattern. Electra could see the ropes digging into the woman's glowing golden flesh. Her long, sweat-streaked blonde hair hung over her face. She cried out every time a whip landed on her bare arse cheeks. Two masked men were beating her. The men were sweating and bare-chested. They wore tight leather trousers. The girl's bottom was bloody with stripes from the lashes. Each time the lashes landed on the soft flesh, Electra's womb contracted. Her juices oozed around the restraining clip. She was damp and sticky on her inner thighs. She knew the girl was going to orgasm just from being whipped. Electra envied her, as the girl screamed out her pleasure, her body jerking its spasm frenetically against her bonds. Mark encountered a colleague and invited him to inspect his latest acquisition. The man was a little older than Mark, maybe in his late twenties. He was a stranger to Electra, she didn't know him. He was tall and rugged, with deep, dark hooded eyes. He inspected Electra as if she were a prize filly. He walked slowly around her, examining her closely. He squeezed her cheeks, forcing her to open her mouth, and inspected her teeth as if she were a horse in a market for sale. He asked Mark politely to walk her. 
first away from him, giving him a view of her ear. Then Mark walked her towards him. She tottered on her high heels, and Mark had jerked her lead, irritated, telling her to concentrate. The stranger stood behind her. He blew gently on the back of her neck. Electra shuddered. He placed his big hands beneath the line of the red leather corset, his thumbs stroking her buttocks. Her heart beat fast, her mouth was dry, her lips parted. She wondered what he was going to do next. He rested a forefinger lightly on the base of her spine. Electra moaned as he traced the line of her arse crack, digging in between her buttocks. His strong fingers opened her. He blew on the tiny pulsating opening, her puckered hole. She heard the rustle of paper. When his finger returned, he went straight to her anus. The finger was wet. He had moistened it with lubricant. Slowly, slowly the finger pressed on the puckered bud of her anus. Then he was in. Just one knuckle of his finger. She moaned softly. She had begged Mark for anal sex, but he wasn't interested. It was an automatic response in her body to push back on his finger. The feeling of being felled in her rectum thrilled her with its indecency. She wanted more. As if in a psychic response, the stranger pushed in another finger. She was very tight, but his persistence and the lubricant did their work. Then a third finger. Electra felt full and she wanted more. She wanted him to rape her anus, defile her, right there in the middle of the club with everyone looking on. Slowly he masturbated her rectum, pushing in, retreating, going further in with each push. Her pelvis pushed back on him. Then she felt the flat palm of his hand on her buttocks. He was all the way in. Her rectum muscles gripped him tightly. He moved his fingers in a circular motion, stretching her as if in preparation for a man's thick cock. His fingers sodomized her rectum. Electra trembled. When he slid his fingers from her dirt hole, she felt bereft, empty, and tears trickled down her cheeks. He moved around to face her, and she watched him examine his fingers. She had emptied her bowels earlier in the day, but still his fingers were streaked with her dark excrement. His hooded eyes watched her face as he held his fingers to her mouth, a silent order for her to lick them clean. Electra lapped obediently. She could taste the lube that he'd used, and something dark and forbidden. The taste excited her, and she slobbered over his fingers. A tremor of shame shuddered through her body like an electric shock. What was she becoming? Or had this always been her truth? It was just that the doors, until now, had been kept closed. Her head reeled with dark, indecent, ancient taboos. He unclipped her labia and fingered her, remarking to Margaret how wet she was. He spent some time studying her pulsating clitoris, exclaiming at its size. Electra quivered with excitement. She could feel her clitoris moving and growing while he examined her. 
she was deliriously happy. She was so lucky being paid all this attention. He pushed three fingers inside her and pulled off her nipple clamps with a sharp tug. The pain was incredible, yet her cunt juices had gushed. It was then that she wondered if she could orgasm from pain alone. Her clitoris throbbed. A beating heart. Mark's colleagues suckled her nipples, nipping with his lips and biting with his teeth as he finger-fucked her cunt. Electra took tea in the television room with two of the other ladies. Mrs. Edgerton had Alzheimer's disease, yet her memory surprised Electra. She could remember being evacuated as a child in the war, but she couldn't remember what she'd had for her breakfast that morning. In fact, she didn't think that she'd had breakfast. The staff here was trying to starve her, she said. Electra smiled, but felt sad. She thanked God that her mental faculties were intact. How terrible, every day, to lose a little bit of yourself. And Julia Smitham, as bright as a button, but doubly incontinent. She was unaware of the odour that followed her around. Electra often gave her little sachets of perfume. It masked the pungent odour and gave Julia a bit of dignity. Electra quickly learned that S&M involved a careful negotiation between the sadist and the masochist. As a masochist, she soon found ways that she could manipulate the action to suit herself. Pain turned her on. She would never forget the first time she orgasmed from a whipping alone. Mark had a whipping stand made especially for her. It was his latest toy, and he'd invited some friends to his home to show the toy and Electra off. Mark brought her in on her lead. He'd made her wear the killer heels, and she tottered in as best as she could. At least her hands were free, helping her to balance. Mark's training had taught her to keep her eyes downcast. Never was she to look her betters in the eye. But she'd managed to flick a glance, noticing about eight people, men and women. The men were formally dressed in suits and black ties, the women in evening dress. Their sophisticated attire enhanced Electra's nakedness. Mark had pushed a butt plug into her anus. There was a short, black pom-pom tail attached. The women pointed at it and burst into hysterical laughter. She was mortified and felt ridiculous, yet there was a tingling feeling of excitement in her groin. A blush of shame swept over her. How could she feel such conflicting emotions simultaneously? The women, she knew vaguely, they'd made catty remarks about her time as a fashion model when she'd been in the ladies' cloakroom at a society function. They were plainly loving her humiliation. She recognized two of the men. One was a partner in Mark's firm of lawyers, Nigel Rees Harmon. The other was Quinton Hackett Jones, an eminent surgeon. In fact, a few years previously, Quinton had driven her home from a party. He'd kissed her goodnight, a romantic, gentle, tender kiss. And now he was here, watching her degradation. The shame of being led into the room, naked, but for a collar and lead, was excruciating and Mark was in a mood to be cruel. He ordered her onto all fours and gave the command for her to walk to heel 
making her crawl as fast as she could around the room, dragging her. She did her best to run, her hands flat on the floor, her legs straight out, raising her bottom high in the air. The party laughed at her large breasts, swaying and bouncing. The pom-pom tail jiggled in her anus. One man remarked that her big breasts were like udders. Mark jerked her lead and ordered her to sit. Does your doggy do tricks? Vanessa asked. Electra was crouched on the floor in an imitation of a dog sitting. The butt plug pushed further into her anus. She pushed her weight down on it, relishing the stretching sensation. She shakes hands, said Mark. She's a good little bitch, most of the time. I'm thinking of breeding from her. She'd have a good, strong litter of pups. What a great experiment, remarked Quentin. An attempt to cross the species. It has, of course, been tried before. Only twice has there been success with conception, but the pregnancies failed after a couple of weeks. However, recently there has been research into the use of hormones. The subject is treated by injection before copulation, then a different hormone is given to prevent a self-induced termination of the pregnancy. So... It would appear that the subject's own body recognizes that the pregnancy is unnatural and destroys the evidence? Mark asked. Exactly, replied Quinton. But it is only a matter of time before science succeeds. This was even beyond Electra's darkest fantasies. She imagined being mated with a dog, and her womb contracted with a powerful surge. She knew that what Mark was suggesting was forbidden, taboo. Her lips parted. Her mouth was dry with longing. Have you ever seen a bitch being mated? Mark asked the group in general. He jerked on Electra's lead, for no other reason than he could. Electra had. She'd seen a mating once. She'd found it disgusting, yet wildly erotic. The male humping the female... When he'd got stuck inside his mate, the breeder told her that a knot formed in the base of the male dog's penis. While he was stuck inside her, his sperm pumped continuously into the female. They remained in that position for some time, both male and female whimpering as they tried to struggle free. Then the male dog had twisted, forcing one of his hind legs onto the bitch's back. Slowly, slowly he twisted completely. The dogs were still joined. Then they finally pulled free of each other, their genitals red and sore. It was a fantasy that she had dreamed and yearned for, for as long as she could remember. But she knew that it was dangerously wrong, and she had forbidden herself the thought. But still, the notion crept into her mind when the nights were darkest. Electra listened as Mark told the group pretty much what she'd known. She quivered and trembled. Would Mark order her to do that? She recalled a story she'd come across in Mark's collection of pornography. It was told from the point of view of a female slave. The woman's master had given her a choice, whether she wanted to be fucked by a dog or a pig. The slave had chosen the dog. Then the next night, her master ordered her to copulate with a pig. The details had been graphic. Electra had almost orgasmed on the spot when she'd read the story. She had no doubt that it was true, 
and she wondered what she would do in that situation. She knew that she would have to comply. Mark had told her that if ever she refused an order, for whatever reason, he would no longer keep her as a slave. Electra could tell that Vanessa was aroused by the idea of such a perverted, provocative display. Her nipples were erect and pushing out through her chiffon silk dress. When she spoke, her voice was low and husky. If you have her mated, would you invite us along, just to observe? That could be arranged, replied Mark. It would be quite an occasion. Then Mark ordered Electra to lay on her back and spread her thighs. He split open her labia with his thumbs, exposing the size of her clitoris. As a doctor, I'd value your opinion on this, he said to Quinton. Electra could hear the woman gasping and giggling. She could feel her warm fuck juices flooding from her cunt, and she knew that everyone had noticed. She could feel her clitoris growing as they stared. Her body was behaving as it wished. Well... I've never seen one as big as that before, said Quinton, and he rested his thumb on her swelling organ. Electra's pelvis jerked as he gently rubbed in a circular motion. It's very erect, remarked Quinton, speaking of Electra's clitoris. How big does it get? he asked Mark. About the size of a large hen's egg. Do you mean it has an erection? Like a penis? asked Nigel Rees Harmon. Clitoral erection occurs when the corporal cavernosa, two expandable erectile structures, become engorged with venous blood, said Quinton. This may result from any of various physiological stimuli, including sexual stimulation and sexual arousal. The extrusion of the glans clostridia and thinning of the skin enhances sensitivity to physical contact, so yes, Exactly so. The clitoris has an erection and becomes stiff, just like a penis. Quinton examined her closely as he held a conversation with Mark. He pushed her sensitive organ to the right and then to the left. He peered into her cunt. Electra could feel her orgasm building. She tried to steady her breathing, to prevent Quinton from guessing that she was about to come. She prayed he wouldn't stop. The clitoris is a sexual organ that is present only in female mammals, said Quinton. In humans, the visible button-like nub is located near the anterior junction of the labia minora, above the opening of the urethra and vagina, like so. He drew the group's attention to Electra's pulsating clitoris. Unlike the penis, which is homologous to the clitoris, the clitoris does not contain the distal portion of the urethra. The only exception to this is in the spotted hyena. In this species, the urogenital system is unique, in that the female urinates, mates, and gives birth via an enlarged erectile clitoris, known as a pseudopenis. He offered this explanation to the group in general, while continuing to masturbate Electra's clitoris. The slut's clitoris is extremely sensitive, said Mark. On the rare occasions that I permit her to wear clothes, she is not allowed underwear. 
she would find some trick or other to rub the cotton against herself, inducing perpetual orgasm. Yes, it has been observed in these sluts that the larger the clitoris, the more rapacious their needs. I notice that she produces a quantity of lubrication. Does she ejaculate when she orgasms? Copiously, said Mark. Bend your knees, Quinton ordered Electra. Electra was so engrossed in praying for an orgasm that she didn't comply. She didn't realize that Quinton was speaking to her. He slapped her breasts hard. Disobedient slut, he muttered. Electra bent her knees and let them fall apart. She realized that Quinton wanted to give her a gynecological examination. He frowned as he slid his fingers inside her. Electra gasped. Do you use her regularly? He asked Mark. She's a little tight. Good muscle definition, though, and length of vagina. She should have excellent staying power. Electra could feel his fingers probing her cervix. She couldn't help herself and her pelvis started to gyrate. She heard a ripple of laughter from the group. And then it happened. She orgasmed. She screamed out her pleasure. Her rectum gripped the butt plug inside her, intensifying her spasms. Her legs kicked out and jerked helplessly. Her juices spurted from her womb, soaking Quinton's hand. She vaguely heard the women in hysterical laughter. Her orgasms subsided into little pulsations. Her cunt mouth opening and closing. Mark and Quinton ignored her performance. It was as if she didn't exist. Her moment of electrifying pleasure had seemingly gone unnoticed by the males. She heard one of the women remark that the slave was nothing more than a dirty whore. So in effect, the clitoris serves the same function as the penis? asked Mark, continuing the conversation. Quinton held his dripping fingers to Electra's lips, and she lapped up her juices. Yes, in terms of pleasure, said Quinton. Unlike the penis, it serves no other function. That is why some cultures remove the clitoris, as do some masters. Frankly, I don't believe removal of the clitoris serves any useful purpose whatsoever. A master who can control his slave's orgasms has a slave worth having. These sluts will do anything if an orgasm is promised. Electra heard a man that she didn't know offer Mark four hundred pounds if he'd let him fuck her. Mark declined, and tears blinked from Electra's eyes. Perhaps he did love her, just a little. Excellent work has been achieved within the field of modification, said Quinton. Mark wasn't following and frowned, showing his puzzlement. A minor surgery said Quinton. The horse clitoris has a tiny implant device fitted. It is operated by remote control. The master can control the slut's orgasms and their intensity. So the master has complete control? Exactly. I was at a party, and a master had had his slut modified, said Quinton. We had hours of fun controlling her. She actually passed out with the intensity of the orgasms we gave her. Electra listened, not knowing whether to be horrified or not. Would Mark do that to her? He loved his gadgets. Was that what she would become? 
Have you trained it to suck asked Quentin. She took to it like a duck to water, grinned Mark, gobbled it, like it was an ice cream. So that was it, thought Electra. She was to be spoken of as if she were a thing, a piece of merchandise, with no more than a blow-up doll. Try it if you want, offered Mark. Be my guest. He pushed Electra roughly towards Quentin. Electra shuffled over to him on her knees. She raised a hand to unzip him, but he had already exposed his erection and was casually stroking its length, lazily pumping its hardness. Electra blushed and stared. She'd only seen Mark's average-sized cock, but this one was massive. His testicles were huge and hung down to his thigh. He was a magnificent male specimen. Surely he wasn't going to expect her to swallow his cock whole. Tentatively, she wrapped her small fingers around its girth, licking the tip, wiggling her pointed tongue into the tiny slit. She licked her lips and opened her mouth to take him. But the owner of the cock, her master in that moment, wasn't given to niceties. His big hands gripped either side of her head and he thrust into her throat. She gagged and choked. She thought she was going to pass out. She couldn't breathe. Then her panic subsided and she breathed steadily through her nose, learning to time her breathing with his powerful thrusts as he fucked her face. She swallowed him whole. It felt as if his length must have reached almost down to her stomach. Her nose was flat against his belly nestling in his pubic hair. He smelled clean, with a hint of male musk. She could feel his testicles slapping against her neck. Tears streamed down her cheeks. She was a whore, and she was giving the performance of her life. Vaguely, she could hear the gasps and murmurs of the others far away in the room. She felt her throat swelling, bulging, accommodating the cock. Her cunt juices drooled in long, stretching strands. She could feel her clitoris moving and growing. She was feral, an animal. She knew in that moment that she could embrace any perversion put to her. The whole world was the cock fucking her throat. She worshipped the cock. He shot his seed straight into her belly, pulling out to splatter her face and hair. She fell at his feet thanking him for his spunk, licking her lips and scooping it from her cheeks with her fingers, slobbering it into her mouth. There was silence in the room. Mark pushed her with his booted foot, reminding her of his existence. Was he jealous? Electra hoped so. She was dragged by the hair to the whipping stand. She was still gasping for breath as they strapped her in, ankles stretched uncomfortably apart her wrists strapped to her ankles. Someone pulled out the pom-pom anal plug. It made a loud, embarrassing plopping sound. The beating was severe and relentless. They paused briefly to strap a ball gag into her mouth. Her cries and bellows were echoing around the room, distracting them. They lashed her buttocks until they bled. Her back was a mess of gore. One of them was adept at flicking his whip between her legs, lashing her genitalia. The rushing, golden sensation of orgasm had been so powerful that she fainted. 
when she came round she was unstrapped from the whipping-stand and lying face down on a soft couch the man she knew as nigel and two other men were masturbating over her spunk splattered on her whipped shoulders and hair she was sticky with sweat and spunk it seemed to her that afterwards mark had distanced himself from her was her sexual appetite so voracious that she disgusted him she begged him to whip her again but he refused he said her wounds needed time to heal but it hadn't been that she realized later it was just that mark had other plans he showed her the brochure advertising the charity slave auction she was nervous anyone could buy her but she still felt a thrill a stirring in her womb at the idea of being auctioned like an animal but mark told her not to worry it was all for show it would give him kudos for the s and m community he would bid for her and then he would own her completely it was television time and electra settled down with julia smitham to watch deal or no deal it was such a silly show but it passed the time sometimes electra watched the jeremy kyle show they repeated the morning show in the afternoons electra was fascinated by the constant demand for dna tests and their funny lie detector tests these people live such sordid little lives shouting and cursing at one another electra was glad that she wasn't young now her life had been mysterious glamorous sex had been a wonderful thing and despite the fact that she'd been a bottom she'd never done anything she hadn't wanted to do all of her depraved fantasies had become a reality and she had embraced every one of them with delight the people that jeremy kyle had on the show weren't very bright either electra smiled as a girl wearing a bedraggled white flower in her hair announced i didn't have sex with him i had intercourse at the back of the slave auction brochure there had been a complimentary booklet pure pornography and electra had loved it as mark turned the pages she felt the dark fantasy she'd always had wash over her they were real she was an unnatural other women did the things that she dreamed about the image she liked best was of a beautiful naked woman with huge breasts she was on all fours her legs straight out raising her bottom high in the air the artist had painted in watercolors with great tenderness and delicacy at her side a girl sat on a stool casually milking her the milk frothed into a pail she wondered what the woman's life would be like turned out into the fields after feeding to lie in the sun until time to be milked came around again the painting was entitled milkmaid electra's womb had contracted when she'd seen that watercolor painting that was her earliest fantasy the degradation of being milked of men and women casually watching the process perhaps discussing her milk yield seeing what a slut she was and knowing that she was actually enjoying it the giggles the nudges the whispers being reduced to no better than an animal in a farmyard how had the artist known she'd always wanted large breasts and fortunately she'd been blessed with them without thinking she placed her hands on her naked breasts wondering what it would feel like to have strong hands drawing squeezing fresh white milk from her udders she remembered mark looking at her curiously as he watched her looking at the artwork 
These days Mark always kept her naked, her hands bound behind her back to stop her from touching herself. Since he'd broken her in and she'd reached those amazing orgasms, she wanted them more and more. Mark said she was insatiable. And she was. The management and staff at Raven's house did their best to strive for a family atmosphere. Dinner was taken around a large oak table. Most of the residents had small appetites, except for Mrs. Edgerton, who, because of her absolute knowledge of imminent starvation, gobbled her own dinner before smuggling slices of bread and cake into her handbag for later. Electra just took a little soup and bread. She didn't eat a lot these days. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Memoirs of a Sex Slave. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.